Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the High Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm honored to be joined once again by a great industry friend and integrated partner who is shaping the way drivers train, onboard, and learn, Dr. Gina Anderson, CEO of Luma Brighter Learning. Welcome, Gina. So great to have you back on. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm so happy to be here. So it, it seems like it's uh, been forever since we last connected here. Uh, I know. It's been, it's been a while. Now, I'm hoping during our time today that, uh, that we can learn more about you, uh, about Luma, about how you're able to help companies improve their recruiting experience as well as their you know, safety and compliance. And, uh, and since we last spoke, I'm sure there are some developments, Luma, that, uh, that you can provide an update on. Uh, plus, I want to be sure we answer a question from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that work for you? Sounds good, Jeremy. Let's do it. So before we dive in, uh, I am curious if you have any book recommendations for the audience. I think you and I both enjoy reading. Anything recent you've read uh, or something that you'd like to share? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So there is a book. So I know that we all starting the year need a little inspiration, um, you know, in terms of being inspired. And I have a book and I actually pulled it off my bookshelf. Um, And it is called Together is Better. Um, I don't know if you've seen this book, but it's a little book of inspiration and leadership and how people around us inspire us and how we can be better leaders. So it's a really good, easy read. It's a New York bestseller um, for leaders and those inspiring to be leaders and leadership of how to uh, inspire others at your organization. Well, great choice because I I have that book. I have not read it yet. But I love Simon Sinek. I think he's fantastic. He's very inspiring and thought-provoking. So, so excellent choice. And you actually, you wrote a book, didn't you? you you've got a book as I well. I did. I did write a book, Jeremy. So I wrote a book. It's called Teaching Without a Teaching Degree. And I actually wrote it. Uh, it it kind of came out of COVID because a lot of parents were having to stay home and they didn't have a background in teaching and they were having to teach their kids. So I don't know if you stayed home. Uh, with your with your children um, or your wife did and had to teach them. So I actually created a book. I based it on all the content in the trucking industry. I came up with a hundred. There's a ton of different strategies, but it, I boiled it down to 106 different teaching strategies for those who don't teach. So that's fantastic. And while we showed it on the screen here, I do want to make sure that we add a link to to the book in the uh, in the notes section once this is uh uh, posted, you know, uh, live. And so I will say that, uh, that's probably a really good segue into, you know, who, what is Luma? Cause talking about teaching, talking about learning, you know, if you could share for those who maybe didn't participate in our first interview, I want to say that was, uh, within the last couple of years, uh, if they didn't hear that, I'd like to, you know, make sure that they understand, you know, what is Luma? Yeah, well, I'd love to share that. So if you don't know who Luma is, I invite you to check out our website. Our website is actually learnwithluma.com. And we are an instructional design and learning company. And the key there is the learning portion because our purpose is to enrich people's lives through the learning that we create that engages and inspires different learners. And so our goal is to get rid of uh, the type of learning that doesn't really motivate or inspire drivers or learners in general and create something that really is beautiful and really helps with safety and retention. 
Now, what is it that, you know, I, I guess maybe this is an opportunity to learn a little bit about you, you know, because, because, you know, Dr. Gina Anderson, you, this is what you do, yet you, and I, and I think, you know, I think Luma probably is more broad than just the transportation industry, although I think you've really made a really great home here. And, and uh, so maybe you could just share a little bit about yourself. Who is Gina Anderson and, and how did you get your start in the e-learning space and then specifically in trucking? Yeah, excellent. So I began my career as a special education teacher, um, and I actually worked with individuals who had real severe challenges with learning. Um, and I really got interested in studying how they learned um, and studying the brain and really how people really think and communicate um, and really what inspires them to learn. And so really started the, my career in education space and higher education, K-12 education, and I really saw an opportunity in the transportation space because we were creating curriculum for an incentive platform. And somebody asked me if I had ever seen how, how drivers were trained. And I said, actually, I haven't. I'd love that opportunity. So I was going in and observing different orientations and different um, classrooms with truck drivers and listening to truck drivers <laughs> tell me how they, how they were trained and how they learned and the resources that were provided to them. And honestly, I was really aghast, Jeremy, I mean, to see how they were trained and to know what resources they were given. And I said, we have a real opportunity here to really share best practices with an industry that seemed to really need it. I think it's something that you and I can both uh, relate to when we see that this is an industry as, as huge as it is and, and important and critical as it is. It's so behind in some places when it comes to the adoption of technology or, uh, you know, for example, it's a highly regulated industry, we both know. And so, um, you know, the challenges I think that so many companies have in being able to, uh, they don't have the opportunity. First of all, if you're trucking, everyone's hair's on fire almost all the time. It's 24 seven, that's how it works. And so being able to really take a step backwards and say, how can we better, better onboard, better train our folks? I just, it, it's something that, no one until maybe just recently is really even trying to tackle. And so glad you're here for sure. Um, maybe we can talk about some of the, some of the challenges or blind spots that, that carriers do have when it comes to um, continuing education, especially beyond onboarding. I do want to get into the onboarding part because I think that's a big part of what uh, Luma helps with, um, with that applicant experience, that hiring driver experience. But what are some of the challenges or blind spots that, uh, that carriers are having today, you know, what, beyond onboarding? Yeah, so certainly I think that the, the transportation trucking industry is really stuck in one mode of learning. Um, a lot of uh, carriers before COVID were doing in-person classroom learning and either in-classroom or all online learning. So really looking at the different modes of instruction, um, there's a lot of different means of training individuals, whether it's in the classroom online or a blended fashion of combining those different modes. And so one of the challenges is for tra transportation specifically is looking at the different modes and then how to structure training around those modes. It was surprising to go in and look at orientations. The drivers are put into a classroom for days on end, Jeremy, like hours on end. The light is turned off, they're watching video and they're sleeping. A lot of them are sleeping. Um, a lot of research has been done on the wandering mind. There's a lot of research that actually tracks when a mind starts to wander. 
And it doesn't take long when you start thinking about what you're having for dinner, what you're having for lunch, what your kids are doing in school. And so if you think about that and the drivers are in the classroom and they're meant to learn all of this content, and we're talking about a huge amount of content and be able to assimilate it, remember it, and recall it later, that's not how your brain works. As much as you want them to learn, even if you're dancing in front of them in the, in the front of the classroom and you think you have their attention, if we were tracking them, their minds, we would see their minds are probably wandering. Too much information, all in one format, and all in one medium. The majority of content in the transportation industry is video. It's all video. And there's nothing wrong inherently with video, but there's a specific scientific way of developing it so that people are able to recall it at a later time. And so what we do is we work with carriers to really look at the different modes of instruction and mediums, meeting the types of instruction, and be able to parse it and pare it down into meaningful chunks so that you can assimilate it at a later time. And are you, so speaking, when you say wandering mind, by the way, I can't help but think, did I turn off the iron? Yeah, exactly. You're not, you know, it's like you're thinking about what you're going to do 10 steps ahead or what you're doing later, and you're not focused on the moment. Now think about that. We're teaching people to be very, do something in a very critical, safety, um, sensitive manner. You want them to be paying attention. You want to have their attention so that when they're on a mountain and they start to slide, they make the right decision. And that is imperative because what we're doing here is between life and death. I mean, we're not, it's not, something that we really need to even question. We really need to look at how we're training them in what modes and the amount of content we're giving them because it could mean life or death. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what are you seeing that's working best uh, for your customers in terms of the different you know mediums that you... Yeah. So last year um, and currently this year, we're putting out a tip a week for blended learning um, components It's not that you have to do all in the classroom learning or all online learning, but maybe a combination of each. And scientifically, we show there are different types of training that are done better in person or in real time. Or you could do a training like this where we're not located at the same location, but we're doing it in real time. I'm showing you how to do something. Um, And then reinforcing those concepts later online to reinforce The average learner, if you're learning something brand new, needs to see something between seven and nine times. So when we did our research study with Dart Transit last year, what we found is that the repeated instruction of giving them content online in very short segments with interpolated assessments, coupled with ongoing types of content reinforcement and communication really led to better safety scores. And that is grounded in scientific evidence across the learning research. It's not about giving someone a lot of content all at once. It's about breaking it down and having meaningful touch points without uh, throughout a person's um, learning experience. So it's not all upfront. It's throughout their learning experience. And that is very essential to take away. Well, you talk about, you know, uh, needing to see it seven to nine times. And I can't help but think the correlation or the parallel Just from a leadership standpoint, sometimes if you've got, you know, your top two or three sort of objectives, you know, you can't just say that one time in a quarterly meeting or something like that and then expect that to to really be retained. You got to kind of got to keep banging that drum on an ongoing basis. And so kind of to your point, um, that's that's how we learn. That's how we absorb. 
Right. And it's not all in the same format. And so when I hear that, well, online doesn't work for my drivers or it doesn't work for this age driver, it's not about it not working all the time. It's about giving them the opportunity to learn that information in different ways, in different mediums, whether it's synchronous or real time, like we're doing now or not in real time, maybe they can learn on their own but giving them multiple opportunities to learn. And really where the transportation industry is challenged is they don't have the time to think about these types of programs. So really that's what we're offering to our clients to think about how they take content in different ways and be able to reinforce it so that you can improve the safety at the end of the day. And I do want to get to safety and compliance with you a little bit because I know that's a big part of, of ongoing you know, uh, teaching, coaching, training, so on. But even before that, you know, further upstream, if we can talk for a minute about the recruiting experience, the applicant experience, that's something that I talk about all the time on how important it is to provide a good applicant experience throughout, you know, that, that uh, the first, however long it's taking in the process, hopefully it's as efficient as possible. But how, how are you helping in that, that area? What are, what are customers of yours doing that's helping them stand out in such a challenging environment. So this is a very good example. We have a client who was having challenges having drivers complete forms online, specifically like if they're going to driver reach to complete the forms or Luma to complete the forms, they're just not completing the online forms. And so what we did to implement to help them is a blended kind of um, format where the drivers are given the opportunity to complete the forms online before they come, but there is an online coaching session that can happen with their advisors before they come. So they don't have to do it all by themselves online if they struggle, like some of the elderly drivers or drivers that aren't um, comfortable with technology can get that support through a Luma Live synchronous session while they before they even fill out those forms. And furthermore, another strategy that was used is sending out video messaging, welcoming those drivers. You don't just send out a link. It has to have person, it has to have some personal um, touch and personal relationships are so important. So if you're not seeing the driver, being able to communicate, picking up the phone, sending them a video message saying, this is coming. We would like you to fill this, um, these digital forms out. Come join us in a live session so we can help you. And then if they do come in person, they have those things filled out and they can spend the in-person classroom time doing things that are meaningful, like picking up the keys of their truck, getting going around and doing um, a, a orientation of the vehicle, spending the time meaningful and not spending classroom time filling out the forms, because that is kind of a waste of time. Yeah. And especially today, I mean, that's just inefficient. But on top of that, you know, when we talk about technology, I think sometimes people think, well, you're trying, it's taking people's jobs or stuff like that, but absolutely not. Technology isn't here to replace the human touch, kind of to your point. It's here to enhance mm -hmm. it. It's, in, exactly. it's here to make it better. Exactly. The In, in no cases in any of our client situations um, are the people who are doing those types of roles, they're just changing how they're how they're operating. So instead of being there with them while they're filling out the forms, they're now in coaching, a coaching role and empowering the drivers to do it and be with them while they're doing it in a synchronous session together. Um, and furthermore, being able to follow up and reach out to those drivers to support them. The blended way of learning, um, taking those components that are most effective online and doing them online, but the personal touch has to be there. 
asking for the driver's feedback, getting that feedback and acting on it is so important. Not just, not just having the technology do the job. You need to have the people there to reinforce and build those relationships. Because at the end of the day, if we go back to the book that I showed, the relationships are really what are going to stick and make a difference. The technology is just going to make all of our lives easier. Right. Yeah. And this is a people business, you know, as much as, you know, huge, uh, you know, huge trucks rolling down the highway. This is at the end of the day, this is still a people business. People do business with people they like and trust. And so uh, we talked about the the recruiting side, right? The applicant experience, onboarding and so on. Let's talk about uh, safety and, and compliance, because I know that that in improving safety and, you know, maintaining compliance always, always top of mind, especially in, you know, our nuclear uh, verdict environment. Uh, how can motor carriers, you know, further sort of mitigate that risk through, through education? And, 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 and maybe what are your suggestions for th- what their first step should be in implementing better training? Exactly. I would say the first step is definitely thinking about how you tailor the experience to make it authentic to the learners, whether it's giving training at the time they need it, giving the type of training that they need when they need it, or how you create and display that content is essential in making it authentic. You're going to get somebody's attention if it's relevant and meaningful to them at the time they need it. So sending out generic videos of something that isn't really relevant is not number one, their minds are going to wander. We all know that because you you can track the mind. Number two, you have to have their attention. It's the first step of learning. One thing that we recently released, in fact, we're um, releasing it officially to all of our clients in a, in a couple of weeks, but it's available um, to our beta testers is a, is a first to the industry immersive learning tool. What this is going to allow our, our clients to do is to be able to take Technology is a barrier. And so when you think of virtual reality, virtual reality requires a lot of technology to be able to implement it. But virtual reality, we can make it very simple for our clients to use by the use of a phone. So what immersive learning is going to allow or afford our clients to do is to use their phone, go out in their warehouse, go out to their truck, snap photos, and be able to um, make environments that are relevant and authentic to our to the drivers, or even to the warehouse workers, or any of their learners. Um, Jeremy, I'm sure you're familiar. You've bought a house before, have you? You bought a house. I think you recently moved. Yes. Um, and so when you're looking, when you're looking at the realtor sites, you can now. You don't have to go to the houses. You can you can narrow out ten houses without even seeing them because of the technology that's there that allow you to go through and walk through the houses. So we've built that for our clients to use that they can upload photos and create those environments with the assessments built in to reinforce those concepts. So my recommendation to our, to anyone in the industry, whether you're our clients or not, is think about how you can make the curriculum as relevant to your learners as possible, because that ultimately is going to help with recall down the line. Well, I was going to ask you some if, if there were any new features or initiatives at Luma, and it sounds like that's a pretty exciting one. Yeah, um, it's super exciting because it's really going to allow our clients to create these environments with little or no technology. Everyone pretty much has a phone. So if you have a phone, and eh, you're going to be able to do it. And that is going to remove the barrier of not being able to create these uh, at a cost-effective, easy manner for our clients. You don't need a headset to be able to do this. Well, I, you know, this is a good uh, opportunity to get into the deeper dive question. But before I do, you've kind of 
you've, I, I, you haven't seen this question yet. I haven't shared it with you, but you, based on some of your responses earlier, uh, you've kind of danced around the edges of it. So here's the question. Um, we want to start using online training, but so many of our drivers are old school and aren't good with technology. Uh, you kind of hinted a- about that a little bit. How do you respond to that? Uh, I guess it, technically it's not a question. There's no question mark at the end of it, but I think they're looking, <laughs> looking for some advice. Yes, I love that question. So everyone has a challenge with something. I mean, whether it's technology or something beyond technology. So it's giving them the scaffold or the support so that they can overcome that barrier. So you have to identify what is the barrier? Is it that they don't have a phone or that they don't understand how to use a phone? I do know that there are some drivers that still have flip phones. Do they have tablets? Look, some of the barriers are getting removed with, um, with different technology that's available in the truck specifically. You're, you're going to have the technology to be able to do this with a push of a button. Technology, the barrier would be to identify what the scaffold is that you need to overcome that. So for us, the older drivers, it doesn't have to be older. They could be any age, I would say, because I know uh, some people all sorts of age have trouble with technology. They don't have to be older. The, the question is, what supports are you giving them to overcome those barriers? So one thing, for example, I mentioned this before, were drivers had trouble filling out online forms. They just have trouble with it. They're like, I want to come. I want to fill it out in person. So what is, what is it? It's really what we identified in some of those cases is they wanted to meet with somebody. They really wanted to have, it wasn't the technology that was the barrier. It was the fact they want to build that relationship. So being able to have a Luma Live like this, it's recorded that you can meet with them and help them and they could, they could pick up their phone like this and, and show like, um, that's my puppy, by the way, having trouble, <laughs> um, having trouble with the technology. It's, you can help them. Real time. They have the relationship. It's like, see you when you're here on site um, and you overcome that barrier. The other thing too, I would say, aside from the scaffold or the support that you're going to provide is to offer it in different mediums. So if you do have a driver, they don't have technology to do it in the vehicle. They don't have a tablet. There isn't a terminal with a computer, which I, I doubt that, but there may be not. Um, and there isn't a phone you know, you could offer an alternative solution to a group of drivers, but I would suggest that the majority of the drivers in our clients, they have a solution for them. There's different modes and mediums that you can offer that don't, not just one way. And I think the transportation industry is really a lot of times either stuck in doing one thing one way, or that's the resources they have. And so that's one benefit that we can provide. And with partners like you all, Jeremy, is provide the partnerships and resources so that you can provide different types of ways of doing it so that you aren't stuck in just one way. Well, in some of what you were sharing, it reminded me of a book that I read called uh, Don't Make Me Think. And it's a technology ah. book, and, and but it's about make it easy for me. Make it as simple mm-hmm. as possible. And I think kind of to your point, if, um, if there is some sort of barrier, let's talk through that. Let's get through it. Let's try to make it as easy as possible for them. Um, exactly. Gina, I really uh, appreciate you for joining us today. I'm grateful for our partnership and uh, appreciate your, your passion for the industry. Thank you, Jeremy. It's a pleasure being here with you today. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you could submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget, 
to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.